You are now tuned into anything potable. The most honorable, the most audible. Hold the applause. Like Paul Pierce when he was fresh out the hospital. Like Antoine when he shimmied after shots went through. So tell me why you mad even. Your team gonna be sad leaving after matching up with Brad Stevens. Each season, champion contenders. We drop twice a week like you trying to guard Kemba. Your team whack and your players whacker. I got the inside scoop after hanging up with Jay and Packer. Okay, we about chips here. I'm talking about this year, banner 12 plus 6 here. Carson that was top rookie, I'm seeing it now. Ain't playing around with Tatum and Hay with a brown. We off the charts, but you gotta play it market smart. Close out, cause he pulling up from Harvard Yard. Gang green, it's no other way. So tune in to the pod if you plan on staying up to date. You heard? <laughs> Aziz. Hey, Jay, I, I see you, man. She. Welcome to Anything is Potable! And I am filled with rage because the Celtics just lost a double overtime game. Game six to the Toronto Raptors. I believe the score was 125 to 122. I am your host, Sam Jam Packard, professional sports fan. And I am just, you know, a little bit upset after the Celtics lose game six. It's a double overtime game, so my normal co-host, Jay King, is writing on a deadline right now and can't make it. So I'm joined by Chris Grenham from Forbes, formerly of Nesson. He's a he's a Celtics guy. He knows his stuff. He's wearing a headband right now. He looks good. And Chris, I guess, what is your – I'm – I really, I've been chirping on Nick Nurse for this entire series for being tonight. Bored. Tonight is your night to really go after. I mean, tonight is your night. So have at it. The floor is yours. Baby. I mean, I've been chirping on him for being a whiny ass mother f word for the entire series, and I don't want to be that person right now. But the man's was standing in the corner on the court. You get the screenshot, and the man's is standing on the court, forces a turnover. There's that. There's Jason Tatum being called for a technical foul in the second overtime, which I thought was uh, absurd. Kemba Walker, I'm pretty sure, was fouled at the end of the fourth quarter. I hate, I absolutely hate being the guy who complains about the referees, but it feels like the referees played a huge component in tonight's game. I'm also a guy who like takes pride in not blaming officials, not putting it on the refs, but there was a couple instances tonight where it was pretty like, whoa, whoa. I mean, Tony Brothers had a night. He had a night. Uh, that Tony Brothers had, will do that. The crew, yeah, Tony Brothers will do that. I mean, to to go back to Nick Nurse real quick, the the clip of him standing in the corner basically baiting Jason Tatum into that pass was – Pretty outrageous. I mean, shout out to Andrew Lopez from ESPN. He jumped in at the end of Nick Nurse's post-game availability just now to just throw Jalen's comments towards Nick Nurse to be like, do you think any of your coaching staff's um, actions were out of line? And he just said, no, we're like competing. And so he didn't He didn't even address it at all. Um, that That is a tough clip to look at and just and defend Nick Nurse in any way. Pretty tough. Uh, I thought Kemba got fouled on the last possession of regulation. If we're going to start nitpicking here, I really thought he did get fouled. He got a hand right to the forearm. I mean, there's a lot of ways you could go. It was an outrageous game, but the refs certainly didn't help if you do want to go that route. It was a, like it was a very fun basketball game. I it, don't was awesome. like it was awesome. It was awesome. It was like exactly what 
all of us have been expecting with their Raptors Celtics series. It was double overtime playoff basketball. It was intense. And with coming like in those games, like these calls are going to happen. If you're going to play both sides, Jason Tatum fouled OG Ananobi with like three, like point. Without nine. question. Yeah. And that's, with- that's a shooting foul. Like that was absolutely, he should have right. gone to the line to win the game. Like there is fouls on both sides. But it's just, like, it's infuriating to see Nick Nurse on the court and, like, to have that foul. Kemba definitely got fouled at the end of the game. To call a technical foul on Jason Tatum after he gets fouled and then, like, inadvertently, of course everything looks, like, bad in slow motion when you're, like, reviewing it. That was... And that was a thing where the uh, the announcers like called out, and Tony Brothers came in and whistled and immediately called for a review. And it was like, yeah, oh, that's classic Tony this, Brothers. This was one of those games where even if you're not a fan of either team, you're just exhausted by the end of it. Jay tweeted it out during the game. He's like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted from this game. And it was one of those games where even if you're not a fan, you're just watching. It's like the end of the second overtime. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like how I, I, I did not know how this was going to end. I didn't know when it was going to end. But it was a lot of fun. I know Celtics fans won't be happy with the outcome, but I had a blast watching this game. It was I mean, awful. we shouldn't have be exhausted compared to the three players on the Raptors who played over 50 minutes, the three this, players on the Celtics who played over This is over Coach minutes. Bud's nightmare. This is Coach Bud's oh, he, nightmare, these two box scores. Mind-blowing he, if he's looking at this. He would absolutely flip out. I mean, <laughs> if you remove the referees from the situation – in double overtime, you have to give a lot of credit to the Raptors, especially uh, Norman Powell and OG for knocking down threes that um, like each time the Celtics went up, the the, Celtics, yeah. uh, the Raptors countered. And a lot of it, like the Raptors went small, is something that did not work for them in game five, but definitely worked for them in this game. And OG was knocked down a, another big three because Tice was helping out on the um, kind of drop. To be honest, I have no memory of what Norman Powell. I just have in my notes. <laughs> I have in my notes Marcus Smart from three, seven exclamation points, and then Powell from three. <laughs> I have no memory of what that Mar- uh, Norm Powell did, but give him credit for knocking down that three. I've tried uh, to be better about taking notes during games, and I, so I have a little notebook that I jot down things during the games. I didn't take any notes from like the five minute mark in the fourth quarter on because it was sheer chaos. The last bit of regulation was absolute chaos. But like you said, I mean, Kyle Lowry was Absurd. unreal down the stretch. Just unbelievable. He's an absolute gamer. He's someone where if you're playing against him, you just absolutely hate him. You can't stand him. But he is your ultimate favorite player if he's on your team. A lot of Marcus Smart qualities in that guy. Um, I mean, it. if you're looking at the box score, Kemba playing 51 minutes, going two for 11 with five points, that's tough. It that, was not that's great. Tough. Yeah. And you give you give him a pass for when they're literally in the right. first, it's a box and one, first half like, playing yeah. box and one. Right. He knocked down a big shot in the fourth. I, I don't even remember where it was. I remember him knocking down a big <laughs> shot yeah. at some point. But like they this the Raptors, you have to give them credit because they were doing their damnedest to make sure someone other than Kemba Walker or Jason Tatum was going to beat them. And that's what led to earlier in the game, Jalen Brown having so he had 21 points in the first right. half, Marcus Smart knocking down all those threes. Like that was by design. They want those guys taking that shot. I Jason Tatum wasn't good in late. In this no, game. like you, I mean, they did a good job with him. They they did a really good job defensively. And I know they kind of had to scratch and claw a little bit. It was an ugly sequence for the Celtics to end the first half that got the Raptors right back into it and kind of carried them right into the third quarter, which was also an ugly start for the Celtics. 
but they did a nice job defensively on both Tatum and Walker early on. And that forced Jalen into having a great first half. But then it got to the point in, at parts of the second half where he had like 29 points at one point on like 28 shots. You're looking at his line. You're like, Jesus Christ. But he had what, like 20 in the first half, 21, something like that. So that was a product of them playing really good defense on Tatum and Kemba. Yeah. And like Brown kind of disappeared in the third quarter. He made some big threes in the, in the fourth quarter, but I don't know. It felt like Jason Tatum struggled tonight. I I'm I've been impressed by his passing. This, the Raptors have been definitely sending two at him. Um, really any chance he's get the ball. Uh, he had nine assists tonight, 14 rebounds, like still a pretty good performance, 29 points because he was able to get to the line, but down the stretch, it seemed like they were trying to get him onto Van Vliet. Yeah. And you expect Tatum to kind of punish that switch, and he just wasn't really able to do it. Um, he I'm looks pretty- a little rat. He, I mean, he, we've seen it in the past, but a lot of these smaller pesky guards really do still bother him. Like he, he does get for whatever reason. Like you saw with Dame in the in the seeding games. Sometimes you get that pesky perimeter defender who is smaller than him, but it really does seem bothersome for him for whatever reason. And that was another example where, yeah, you try to get van weed on him but he still kind of struggles a little bit he he was just never really settled tonight no in the overtime you had a, a big possession where he kind of tried to back down van vliet and then he kind of just bailed tried to throw it a smart for a bailout right. three you had it, the big turnover where norm powell um knocked it away and then got the n one yeah. i thought tatum needs to be kind of better uh, with regards to that but i don't know it's like the celtics they're, they've been in an, in every single game. Like there's no, there's been a couple games where they've blown out the Raptors. You you still yeah. feel like they're the better team in this series. They like the Raptors just didn't score points other than direct assists from Tony Brothers. Like in the <laughs> final four minutes of the of regulation, they really struggled to score in overtime. But then they dropped nineteen in the final like right. three minutes of right. They just came out of nowhere. Yeah, kind of that, insane. Those stretches at the end of like at the end of regulation, like you said, they went four minutes without a bucket, but it was still a one possession game. They were hanging. I mean, again, it it all comes back to that pesky defense. Like Van Vliet and Lowry were so good defensively. You get I don't even know what overtime it was in when Jalen was trying to post up Lowry. And the second he turns, just the quickest hands, very, again, Marcus Smart-like, where Lowry has those quick hands and it just swipes him clean. And you could see it coming from a mile away because he had been so good. So you got to give a ton of credit to Lowry and Van Vliet. They were unbelievable defensively, so brutal to play against. And, yeah, no, I think that was in double overtime. The Celtics are up two, and Jalen just tries to go for it and gets stripped by Lowry. And it's wild just how much, how well the the Raptors were able to counter everything the Celtics threw at them because there's a couple possessions there where Marcus Smart's throwing crazy alley-oops to Tice. Yeah. Just because they're trying to like so play so much attention to Tatum and like uh, it was Marcus Smart to Tice and it was Kemba to Tice, but they answered with a, a three from Powell, a three from OG. And it's just like Norm Powell, where the hell does Norm Powell... First of all, where does where the hell does Nick Nurse get off at the end of regulation? Nineteen seconds left, and you're just going to run an ISO for Norm Powell? Well, he's he did it against New Orleans to open the season, which I did not know. And lots of Andrew Lopez shoutouts from ESPN today, but that's why he was even in Nick Nurse's presser because he wanted to ask him about that play. And Nick Nurse looked seemed very impressed that he he recalled that play. But apparently, he's done this before. And he said he trusts Norm Powell to go get a bucket. I mean, 
Pascal Siakam's not the guy who's going to go get you bucket because he looks terrible. He looks really bad. And no, it's, he looked it's, pretty awful. He knocked down one shot that was pretty big in overtime, but other yeah. than that, he was you just like as a Celtics fan, you just enjoyed every time that he tried to do anything. Which imagine if someone told you that at the beginning of the series that you were going to enjoy watching him go to the hoop and know that he probably there was probably going to be a lid on the rim. Like it's just I don't know. He hasn't really been comfortable in the bubble at all, really. But granted, the Celtics Celtics fans haven't really seen him until now. But he just talk about not looking settled. He looks brutal. He's he's struggling quite a bit. But they're still able to hang in there. Like it's it's really impressive. It's really impressive. And the thing, it's just like I felt like the Celtics played very solid defense. It's just when Kyle Lowry is hitting ISO threes. There's just not much you can do. And he had a stretch there where he hit three in a row where it's just like the Celtics played um, just the right. best defense they could play. And Kyle Lowry with his little freaking shot with no arc, just line drive shot. And it's just like there's really not much you can do. He was six of 10 from deep tonight. He finished with 33 points. And he was just, I guess he, you say championship caliber, yeah, but he, he was, was dominant. I mean, he, what is a Raptors Twitter's uh, heart of a champion? Heart of a yeah. champion. He, I mean, he there was points toward the end of regulation where he was just coming down and pulling like immediately. He was just like, all right, I'm just going to take this into my own hands. And then, like you said, in the overtimes, there was nothing you could do. There was nothing you could do. Like Kemba on his ridiculous turnaround that he had, like the 18 footer, however far it was, right in his face, and he's knocking those down line drive at the rim. I, at some point, you just kind of have to tip your cap and say, all right, this guy is just on one right now, and there's really not much we can do even when we're playing that great defense. I don't know. It was had to be extremely frustrating for Brad Stevens and, and the Celtics defense. Live sports are back. It's very possible that we may see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure your Nuggets are as safe as possible when that matchup happens. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. I know Packard likes to keep his balls tight and clean. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man like him. Because of their, their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with a new and improved lawnmower, waterproof, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, which are so damn comfortable and a travel bag for you to use when we're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is anti-chafing ball deodorant. Nobody likes it better than when you smell beautiful down there. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Again, that get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC20. Take your grooming game to the next level. I mean, we've talked about Nick Nurse standing in the corner. I mean, that should be a technical foul according to the rule books. I'm very right. excited for the last 12-minute report. Um, the foul on Kemba in the fourth, uh, like looked like a foul. Daniel Tice had a, uh, when smart kind of lobbed it to him for the seal, pretty sure it was an and one got no call there. 
I'm going to give it to the refs there. They got the call right when they called the foul on Tice initially, and then they reviewed it. Like, clearly, there was just no foul there. It's just, it was a, a, a frustrating game, but it felt like the, I don't know. It's like, it's really tough to blame the refs when the Celtics came out in the first six minutes of the third quarter and just completely got yeah. their asses kicked. It's like, that was a what, brutal stretch. What brutal is stretch. the deal? But, I don't know. Being a Celtics fan right now, you can also blame the refs for having a <laughs> six-point possession. Um, for, uh, Fred Van Vliet goes up. Marcus Smart's called for a flagrant foul. Um, he clearly fouled him on the three-pointer. Yeah. Dumb foul by Marcus. Yeah. I don't know if that is a flagrant or more that Fred Van Vliet clicked, like, kicked out his leg, but that was a six-point possession where that the, was third a major quarter, the third quarter was a major swing where the Celtics are up by – um up by four to start like going into that quarter and then um the Raptors really come back there and kind of make it more of a game that being said like I don't know the Celtics were up 12 at some point in the second quarter and they kind of like let this uh lead get to them like it it probably should have been closer but I don't know it was just it this was such an outrageous game it was it was, it was such an outrageous game. Like I I keep looking back at this box score and trying to go through some of the play-by-play snippets and it was just outrageous. Back to the third quarter thing, like Brad has emphasized the importance of starting the third quarter well. Like he's noted it in a couple pressers of late and it's I I don't know what's missing there, but it is ugly to the point where like it seems like Celtics Twitter is is expecting it almost every time. Well, they in the in the third quarter they started the th- quarter up four and then they ended the quarter down four and it really was huge with that Fran Vedvliet six point possession and then they just like he made another three after that. Marcus Saul started making threes after just being awful this entire series. Right. But then like the Celtics actually did a pretty good job of clawing the way back. Like way back, Grant Williams knocked down two threes and I'm gonna ignore all the other threes he missed in the playoffs and say he has not missed a three pointer in the playoffs so far um but also also grant i i should have uh i should have tweeted this out but grant very unhappy with the referees his likes on his twitter account right now is just all about nick nurse standing in the corner and all about the referees not calling a foul on kemba at the end of regulation so grant williams noted not impressed with the with the officials tonight very online and very much a part of Celtics. yeah it was also immediate like Right, at, I got a I got a like from him on that Nick Nurse clip, like right after the game ended, and I I was one of many. It was I, I commend it. I commend it. I mean, it was is I don't know. I just don't know what to say at this point. It was a very very solid basketball game. It was entertaining as heck. Of course, there's like in a game this close, in a game this intense, with this much on the line, with some like the Celtics potentially winning and kind of sending the Raptors home. There's going to be a lot of intensity, but you know, like the things that stick out to me are like my biggest takeaways from that game is surprisingly is like uh, I place, place less blame on Kemba Walker for only having five points. Yes. Yes. The two of 11 sticks out and the one from six from three pointers sticks out. Yeah. But it's just for some reason, like my in my head, it was like Jason Tatum was the one who like kind of messed up in in the clutch and like had a lot of turnovers and wasn't despite his 29 points just like. He had a lot of good passing, but like they forced the ball out of his hands, and I feel like they had a lot of uh, um, turnovers late. And like, I don't know, is that unfair? Is like, no, I no, like- I think that's fair. Like he was, his playmaking was solid even when he wasn't scoring early on, and he's done a nice job of that in this series. He did it against the Sixers too. Like 
his passing has made a huge dump, and it seems like particularly of late. Um, so he did a really nice job with that, but he's made some really questionable decisions crunch time wise of late. six turnovers in this game. Yeah. Like he, and, and a lot of those come in some pretty crucial moments and they have in the last couple games too. So I don't think it's outrageous for you to note that also if they're throwing a box and one on Kemba, you would expect Jason Tatum to contribute a little bit more and for his usage to go up, not for the usage, probably to triple on Jalen Brown. Um, so, but again, like they, even with a box and one, they do a really on Kemba. They do a really nice job blitzing Tatum at the same time. So like, it's not like them throwing the box and one on Kemba just eliminates all other areas of their defense. They do manage to do a really nice job on Tatum as well, which has to be frustrating. But again, like he just looks kind of unsettled out there at at, at least he did tonight. Yeah, no, it feels like Kemba is so much better at dealing with a blitz than is yeah, Tatum, and question. that doesn't make any sense because Tatum. He's known for his length. The man, Brad will call him 6'10", although we know that that's not true. Right. He should be able to pass over those kind of things. And it seems like he's just kind of uncomfortable when getting blitzed and kind of made mistakes. Kemba's much better at kind of dealing with that. You would expect that just because given their careers. But Tatum, I don't know. I like As much as I want to denigrate him for the six turnovers and especially the turnovers late, he did have like his passing has been so much better in the bubble. Yeah, it's clearly a part of his development and he's making the right play. I'm thinking of the play where um, like that stretch in the fourth quarter. So we talked about how shitty the third quarter was, but then they came out in the fourth quarter and had three or four straight threes. Mm I'm up here like an asshole pumping my chest because (laughs) like I was like, this is the best team alive. And Jason Tatum (laughs) made the very nice pass to uh, Jalen Brown. Like he, like he's playing, he's making the right reads. You have to give him some credit for that. Like the team's, Celtics are good. Raptors are good. I don't know what to say. It's (laughs) game seven. That's it. Celtics are good. Raptors also good. Also, that run of four straight threes uh, started with a smart charge that was massive. Like, that's a huge, huge swing. They're down seven, and I think it was Siakam coming across half court, yeah. and Smart takes a, takes a charge. Like, that's a quiet play that goes unnoticed that is just massive and and spurred that those four straight threes. So that's just another huge play. Like, Smart made a lot of good small plays tonight like that. He, he was really good. Yeah, he finished with a triple-double. You kind of discount that because it was double a overtime. 50-minute triple-double, yeah. But technically, it was 49 minutes. 49, 48, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right, you're right. But, like, it, the kind of wild thing was is that there was no substitutions. There were no, if we're going to use proper grammar here, there were no substitutions for the Celtics <laughs> after, like, the three-minute mark in the third quarter. Like, it was pretty much just ride or die with the starters. But it was kind of similar on the Raptors' end. These players, after playing 50 minutes uh, or high 40s, have to come back and play a game seven. They say it's the greatest two words in sports, but as a Celtics fan right now, <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> shitty right now. It's pretty, pretty it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's yeah. not it's not great, but I don't know. I mean, Time Lord only got eight minutes tonight. Grant Williams was effective, but there's pretty much just ride with your starters and yeah. They're going to have to do that in game seven, too. It's going to be right with their starters again. Those guys, their legs are going to be dead. As as the professional sports, as the professional Celtics fan here, where do you sit right now going into Friday? At Granted, your feelings are fresh right now off of game six, but where do you stand in your headspace right now? We're the better team. I mean, I think that the Celtics should win game seven, but at the same time, 
I also know what sports are and game seven, <laughs> anything, absolutely like anything can happen. I feel good that in pretty much all six of these games, the Celtics have been close. The Celtics, yeah. um, even in game four, when they shot terribly, they shot 20% from the field. They managed to make it close. I think the Celtics will be in the game, but you know what? The same exact thing could happen uh, in game seven. What happened tonight where it's like the Celtics played, I thought they played pretty decent basketball, but the Raptors are like pretty good competitors. I think it's going to be a close game. When it comes down to it, I have confidence in the Celtics to because the Raptors really just don't have that much of a half-court offense. The thing yeah. that's interesting is what is this wrinkle about the Raptors going small? Because it really didn't work in game five, but it seemed to work but for it them. Seemed to work. Yeah. It seemed to work in game six, and I don't really know um, how that's going to play out in the future. Frankly, like I've been slandering Marcus Saul for this entire series. Like, and it seems like Nick Nurse finally understood that Marcus Saul is not effective, even though he hit the three pointers tonight. Yeah, like, I mean they're they're way better with Ibaka on the floor if they aren't going small. Like they're they're way better. Uh, Gasol is like he's been really bad. This he's year. so slow. It's yeah, absurd. Yeah, he. And to quote Ben Goliver, I'm throwing in another podcast here, but he said. When Ibaka was seen in a walking boot, Gasol had been playing like he was in two walking boots, so it was better <laughs> just to have Ibaka out there, and I totally agree. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and an ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to Roman dot com slash celtics and complete an online visit erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle but now there's roman complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it go to get roman.com slash celtics today if approved you'll get 15 dollars off your first order of ed treatment that's get roman.com slash celtics get roman.com slash celtics I mean, it's it's true. I'm surprised they like didn't go small earlier, but that's kind of what the Raptors ended up doing is yeah finishing small. You see Norman Powell get major minutes. Like Abaka wasn't even on the court. It was yeah, he got 21 minutes. Yeah, it was Powell, Van Lowry, Van Vliet, Siakam, Ananobi, OG Ananobi with some big time threes is just major, major, major infuriating. <laughs> He's awesome. OG Ananobi is awesome. And Unless did, you're a Celtics fan. And he did like a very good job of slowing down Kemba Walker. I just don't know what adjustments to make. And the thing that's wild is that the, the Raptors are able to go so small. And it felt like they were really trying to put Daniel Tyson pick and roll. And it's like an yeah. exact situation where it's like the Celtics really miss Gordon Hayward because 
We never really saw the best five lineup uh, right. in the regular season. This is a situation where you probably would have seen. If it. they're going to put OG at center, that's the perfect opportunity to put yep. Gordon Hayward or Jason Tatum at center. And that totally changes like the ability to switch and uh, how much they can attack uh, Daniel Tyson, the pick and roll. And so I know that Gordon Hayward's walking in the grass. Gary Washburn <laughs> reported that he's yep. getting that good grass walk in, but <laughs> It's like it's going to be very interesting. I I have confidence in the Celtics. Like they came out in Game Five and really handled their business. But in Game yeah. Seven, you literally have no idea what's going to happen. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's I going do to be fantastic. I do agree with you. I do think they're the better team. But the Raptors, they're just so they're so gritty. They're such gamers. Like I don't really know how else to phrase it. Like they're awesome competitors, and I think that almost like brings them to an equal playing field. Like, yeah, the Celtics might be the better team, maybe more talented, especially when Siakam is playing the way he is. But I think, I, I, I think it's anyone's ball game in game seven. I mean, I don't really think there's an edge going in here. I mean, I don't know. And, and the thing that's wild is that we, before the series and all the things is like, Oh, it all comes down to who's like the best player in the series. And that's going to be Tatum, but Tatum has not had a good series. And so no. it's not, I think Lowry was the best player out there down the stretch by far tonight. Like, I don't Lowry, think that was a question. He was absolutely the best player, in the, yeah. and so that's got to scare you if you're a Celtics fan. But I don't know. We don't know what happens in Game Seven. That's what we makes don't know. fun. Is- also, 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 why is it a nine o'clock tip on Friday night? They that that is. I'm unhappy. I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy with that. It's for all those West Coast fans that are very tuned in. That love the Raptors and the Celtics. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yep, perfect. All right, Chris, we're going to wrap it up here with a uh, the new segment we had, we call the Potable Six Pack. So I'm putting you on the spot right now. All right, I like it. Um, it's you got to pick three things, just anything. Anything. It could be uh, an entire moment. It could be uh, uh, just a player. Got to get my notes. The top just – Three things that you just occurred in this game. I'll start it out um, just to just to be fair to you, but um, I'm going to start it out with a, a moment that happened in the first quarter. Do you remember the first quarter? Because it did happen <laughs> three years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. All right. So Marcus Smart comes out and knocks down what his first two threes. Yeah. Moving three the threes, ball I think. Three threes. I think two or three. Threes. Yeah. Okay. So this is Marcus Smart we're talking about here. Marcus Smart, heat check god himself. And he gets an open three and passes it up to make the extra pass. I think he made two passes. He turned down a three, went after making his first three, and it ended up in a Jalen Brown three. And I just want to give all the praise to Marcus Smart for doing that, uh, for not being the heat check god himself and leading to an extra three. So that's going to be my top one. That was Uh, very impressive. That was a great sequence. It was also a great pass from Tatum in there. Like that, that was a really great sequence. I, and it, very impressed by smart passing up the heat check. Um, right, so we can go anything, anything random here. Literally anything. You make the entire rules and you got two picks now because this is a snake draft. All right. My uh, probably my favorite part of this. This is an outrageous thing to say, but one of my favorite parts of this game was Grant Williams laying on the ground. And I think it was Norm Powell who came up and tried to snag the ball from him. And Marcus Smart just came oh, flying yeah. in and immediately ripped the ball away from him. It was almost like, Kind of like in hockey when you see like a star player start to get pushed around. And so like the goon comes in to grab the guy. Very similar. Marcus Smart just protecting his rookie. I very much enjoyed watching that. Um, oh, yeah. The, so, level, the level of petty there was uh, fantastic. Yeah. Tremendous. Um, and then what else? So I get two here, right? Snake, you said? 
Yep. Um, I'll go with another Marcus Smart play. There was a I don't know what at what point it was. It was in the third or fourth quarter, I think. But Marcus Smart had one of the cleanest strips I've seen in a very long time against Pascal Siakam coming across the paint. So I'll take Marcus Smart again with my second pick. That strip was a thing of beauty. I just love watching him play defense. Um, I'm gonna go back to that's a that's a very good pick, but I'm uh the amount of like endorphins I got from when the Celtics hit four threes in a row with Marcus Smart and then Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, and then Tatum at the start of the fourth quarter. I'm not proud of it, but I stood up, I yelled, and I beat my chest like I was <laughs> the one. I was the one who did it, and I was so excited, and it was fantastic. And Would I you ever consider it- live streaming you watching a game? I might for the hot seat in game seven. I but think it would like, be pretty electric watching you just slam your chest in the in the middle of game six. I think that'd be great content. I try to be like pretty calm and like not be overreactive, but I don't know. It, you get to like, I think it was like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter and it's a one point game and you just like the blood. You, like, this game was outrageous. I am not, I am not a Celtics fan and I was getting jacked up watching this game it was it was an unbelievable game so i i understand why you were so fired up all right my my last pick is i don't think i can pick anything from the overtime i do want to give a shout out to kyle lowry someone tweeted it out um oh that was gonna be mine yes yes (laughs) yes um unbelievable (laughs) just a messy with jason Tatum's armband with 0.7 seconds left to go like that's insane trickery i just don't know what's going on um, but my final pick is going to be uh, Jalen Brown getting fouled, getting knocked down by Lowry and refusing to be helped up uh, and just kind of packing that away. I think that's playoff basketball. That's um, that's just fantastic stuff. Um, and I'm going to give a shout out to uh, I've been complaining about the refs for the entire episode, but I'm just going to give another <laughs> shout out. Tatum blatantly felt. OG Ananobi with 0. 0.7, 0. 0.9 yeah. seconds left. Like he should have gone to the line for two free throws. So as much as I can complain about Nick Nurse in the corner, as much as I can complain about Kemba Walker getting fouled late, as much as I can complain about uh, Daniel Tice getting fouled on the and one that was not called, the Raptors fans have just as much beef because I absolutely thought that game was over once as soon as that was. Yeah. Blew. Yeah. That was, that was blatant. So I'm with you there. Um, my last one, I'm just trying to think of other things that happened like ages ago, like back in regulation. One of the things that when I saw it happen, like an shit was, I don't think it, to, but it was Lowry undercutting Jim Brown. Like that, that was a pretty nasty undercut. He looked to apologize right away, but I enjoyed Jalen Brown just refusing to accept his hand when he was trying to pick him up. That was another thing that, like, it's a small basketball move, like, after the whistle that I really enjoy that kind of thing. I thought that was great. All right, we're dipping into the honorable mentions now. Kyle Lowry uh, getting uh, the Brad Wanamaker elbow to the face, actually bleeding his own blood. Um, three stitches. But, but no – oh, he did get three stitches. Kyle Lowry I, got three stitches. He showed uh, on his phone, he showed reporters a picture of it. Yeah. Well, it kind of felt like it was a bit of a Kurt Schilling fake uh, ketchup blood <laughs> thing going on. Was that a in there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I also just have to give a shout out for Brad Wanamaker just for being so sturdy. I mean, he's just so, sturdy such, as a, hell. such a solid guy. Hell. What did he finish with? I mean, I'm sure he had at least Wanamaker finished six, six in 18 minutes, six points, two rebounds, two assists. But those two threes were huge. They're clutch. <laughs> the he's moment, sturdy. 
He is sturdy. <laughs> He's so solid. I mean, so any solid. any other uh, honorable mentions right now? I'm just looking over my notes, but um, I didn't even realize that Serge Ibaka was hurt. Apparently, I was not paying enough attention to off. <laughs> he didn't look. He he didn't look too hurt. I mean, before the game, Nick Nurse said he wasn't really concerned about him. He looked fine. They're just probably going to run with that small lineup down the stretch again if it's a close game. So they probably won't even need him down the stretch. But um. Anything else I'm trying to think of? Uh, I thought Jalen Brown post game was he seemed to come in like keeping his spirits like high, like using it as like teachable moment, like pretty good. And then he did slip in those comments about Nick Nurse, basically saying like grown men need to be able to like act. He didn't. I don't think he said act their age, but essentially just like act like a grown man and like basically behave. Um, and so he did slip in those comments about Nick Nurse standing in the corner, but I thought he made it a point to come out after the game and be like, there's a teachable moment. We regroup. We go in with a clean slate game seven. This is like kind of what you play for. So that he stuck out post game wise. He was so upbeat compared Very to where he upbeat. was after yeah. game three, like game three, he was clinically depressed. And after <laughs> yeah. it was like this game, he was like pretty like, hell yeah. Like we're going to get, get this going for game seven, yeah. which was like good to see, but it was actually kind of surprising because it was a little like, odd. I mean, he wasn't the one who fucked up after, so yes. I guess he- <laughs> that is very true. That is very, very true. Yeah. All right, I was going to empty the notebook here. At some point, they said that they missed Marv Albert in the bubble. I do not miss Marv Albert. He does not know people. <laughs> he does not know anyone's names. Uh, Time Lord had a nice hustle play in the second quarter, so I got to give him credit for that. Um, Matt Thomas, third quarter, just a very casual bank shot. Yeah. Just the- the, it was a great. It was a great play. It's a great it job. Was, but the gall, the unmitigated gall it takes. The confidence. To just, the confidence. I respect Matt Thomas. I like his game a lot. He's just a gunner. I like it. But I like the, it just to to break out a bank shot like that, and just like in the game six, it's like, yeah. oh my, yeah. sir, <laughs> sir. Oh, oh my, oh my. So someone, someone here in the comments noted that sequence when Tata got called the offensive foul and Siaka came back down, and led with his left arm. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna pick at referee sequences, that was pretty remarkable. When Tatum gets called for the offensive foul, and then the next possession, Siakam basically does the same thing and gets the end one. So that was that was pretty rough. All right. I mean, it it was rough. The refs were rough. Hopefully in game seven, there's no Scott Foster. Hopefully there's no Tony Brothers. But Chris, I know you're not a Celtics fan, but you're going to we're going to have to close out with give me reason to hope for game seven. Well, I think I think they're the better team. I really do think they're the better team. Like we said, Raptors good. Celtics good. They're both very good teams. But you would hope that in a game seven, the talent would kind of weigh over the grittiness and the competitiveness. If Siakam, I mean, Siakam doesn't really have much rhythm. I don't know if you're going to be able to rely on Lowry to make some of those shots that he made tonight again in game seven. I like the Celtics talent more than the, than the Raptors talent. So I, I just think they're the better team. I think they'll be okay in game seven. I think they're going to be great in game seven. I think they've come out in game five. They show that they're the better team. They can play lockdown defense. I don't think there's a chance in France, Chris Grenham. Chance in, in France. In game seven, Kemba Walker's going to come out and score five points. I know he was two of 11 for tonight, but I think there can be ways in which he's a lot more aggressive, even if there's uh, Raptors are playing a box in one. Um, every single game in this series, the, the Celtics have been close. I think they can play a lot better uh, on the offensive end. I think Tatum was not great tonight. 
And so I think you have to have hope if you're a Celtics fan. Anything can happen in game seven. Um, the road team has won every single game, and the Celtics will officially be the road team in game seven, as well as the team wearing the all-black jersey has won every single game in this series. I saw so a lot hope- of that, yeah. Very true. So hopefully the Celtics come out in the all-black jerseys uh, in game seven. But the Celtics – um, they're not going to get blown out. They're going to be in this ball game, and we've seen either games where it's close or the Celtics have clearly won. I think they they're automatically going to have a chance, but it's it they you just have to trust their grit and trust their kind of playmaking. They have more talent than the Raptors, yeah. and I think that's just of in Game Seven. Basketball is great because talent should win out. That's yeah, like, I mean, you got you got to have Tatum and and Kemba be a little bit more settled, a little bit better, so it doesn't have to come down to the refs. Like you can't leave it up to the refs in a game seven. That's and having Kemba be more active. I mean, obviously, again, it's tough with a box and one, but Kemba and Tatum being better will help take it out of the refs' hands for sure. And I think like when it comes down to it, you're gonna have Kemba going one on one or Kemba ISO way more often, more than five points. We saw him knock down that big kind of step back shot. I think he can do that more often. I think uh, it's going to be much more of a thing uh, in game seven. They're going to try to work to get him more points, but who knows? That's why it's the best game. Like two words. It's, in sports. Be fun. it's upsetting right now. I'm going to have, we're all going to have 48 <laughs> hours or whenever you listen to this 24 hours to process it, but it's going to be fun. Thank you guys for joining us on the live stream here on Periscope. Thank you for listening uh, on the podcast. Uh, if you listen on Apple, wherever you, however you listen to this podcast today, keep doing that. And please give us a five stars. Thank to you, Chris Grenham um, from Forbes. Please read his stuff. It's got great analysis. Great. You do a great job of like clipping that video uh, and getting it up on Love Twitter. Love clipping video. Love clipping video. I like is, that pride in you, is that something you've worked on? I feel like you've gotten better this season at getting that video up quick. Before in like big games like this, I'll just sit on my couch and I'll practice before I'll warm up my hands. So yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Well, so follow Chris Grenham. Um, if you're going to get that sweet, sweet, sweet video recaps uh, almost <laughs> instantly up on Twitter, um, follow me at Jam Packard. If you want my hot takes and just fury uh, during game six, hopefully <laughs> game seven fury is even better. It's even oh. better. Maybe I'll be live stream uh, my emotions, but it's going to be intense. But thank you guys for listening uh, to this episode of. Elle est dégueulasse pour